Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who have been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that can help you along your military life journey. Now, here's Ashley Peebles. Welcome, everyone, to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. I am so thankful that you guys have joined us today. You are in for a treat. So here's the thing. I get to meet the most beautiful souls being the host of this podcast. I was just introduced to Miss Kenita Williams, and before I pressed record, I was like, okay, don't say anything golden because it'll never come out again. And then in five minutes, she had already said so many nuggets that I took this many notes. So I'm going to make sure that you guys get to hear all of the special things that she has already shared with me. But what we wanted to focus on this month in particular is wellness and mental wellness, truthfully, like just making sure that our community knows that we're all here, we're all going through the same things, and it has been heavy. And you know, that's a word that Kanita just used. It's been heavy for a couple of years, guys. Like we, the whole time I've been doing this podcast, we have not had it easy as a military community, but I feel like the last couple of weeks have been extra heavy with everything going on. Just making sure that our military members and our retirees and our spouses of every branch that we're all okay. And I firmly believe that if we're all together, then we're okay. But sometimes you just feel so isolated. I've got a beautiful friend in Germany that feels alone. And I don't want her to feel alone, right? So let me introduce you to our beautiful guest today, Miss Kanita Williams. They just moved from North Pole, Alaska. How cool is that? To our home base, if you will, of Niceville, Florida. So Kanita, if you wouldn't mind, just take a few minutes and tell us about yourself. What's your connection to the military? And then why you have such a heart for this piece of our community. Oh, Ashley, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm excited to be a part and thank you for even inviting me to this space. Um, I always just enjoy being able to just speak on the things that I love and feel so um, passionate about, especially when it comes to like our community. So um, as far as me, I'm Kenita Williams. I'm affectionately known as Coach K for many people. Um, So I am a military spouse now retired. My husband is at Air Force, like aim high, right? So uh, Air Force, after 24 years of service, my husband retired and we were in Allison Air Force Base, Alaska for seven years. And now here, sunny Florida, Eglin Air Force Base. And so super excited for the big jump. We just moved in the last six weeks or so. So, but, um, you know, this military world, we don't get too far away from anywhere that we move because we just have friends all over the place, you know, um, and that's the beauty of being military. And then it's also the sad part because you have to leave those friends so often. So coach, Okay, um, I'm a life coach, accountability coach. Um, I'm known to be pushing each of us ladies and now have a lot of men that are coming aboard, pushing you forward to do what God has called them to do in this crazy world. Just be who you're called to be. And if you're doing that, then you're doing something right. So 
that's who I am. And the what connects me and puts my heart right in the heart of this Air Force military life is, like I said, my husband, 24 years of service to the Air Force, but also me, I work civil service for the Air Force. And then um, ultimately, you know, on the legislative side, working for Senator Mikowski over in Alaska. So I just have a heart for um, us as military members, us as military spouses, and then just our community as a whole, because sometimes we do have those unique pieces that cause us to, to dig deeper, to be able to see some sunshine. Oh, I love that. Well, now I'm going to call you Coach K. Uh, <laughs> and I, love, I love that I have you. Um, I love that I have you in my circle now. And that's what's so beautiful about the military community is once we meet each other and once we connect, we always have each other's back. And we've got, once you're in my circle, I don't let go of you. And I always want to take care of everyone around me. And I think that's something that run that's a crimson thread that runs through the military community is our husbands, our wives, our service members are protectors and they are protecting our nation and they're taking care of us. But generally, the ones that are at home, they're caretakers and they want to make sure that the community is safe and that the community is happy and that the kids are doing well. So I'm so glad that I've got you in my circle now. And if you ever need anything, you know, I'm right here. I don't know. I I love that. I don't know that I'm much good for anything, but I'm here. I'm usually good for a laugh. (laughs) <laughs> good for a whole thing and I love laughter listen actually like so the beauty of this is too like when you're in North Pole Alaska and so when you now move closer and then everybody is like oh I love just love on you you know being so far away it just feels so good to be able to and I love that you said that the that crimson thread like that just uh, warms my heart just hearing that because you want that and you need it especially when you've been isolated for so long in a base like that you know so I think I'm glad you're in my circle now no kidding I can't so we never did Alaska and when we were stationed overseas we were in England and it didn't feel so isolated we didn't even have to learn a new language you know so I was I I was there too yeah it was pretty wonderful so now all right so you've been in this space for a really long time and thank you for your service and thank you for your husband's service it means so much when when another military family let me this is a, a side note but I think when another military family thanks a military family for their service it means an awful lot because what it means we're an all volunteer force and what it always meant to me well I'm gonna cry what it always meant to me when I got to thank another service member's family was (laughs) thank you for sharing the load you know the smaller our force gets the more my husband had to be gone and the more we got to share the load the more we all got to see our spouses and the more our family members got to see their kids grow up so being able to thank other service members, you know, service members for their service has always been something that's really special to me. And I think sometimes it gets glossed over that the thankfulness that we all feel is because we're each doing our part. And when everyone does their part, we get to share that load. So sorry, everyone that's listening. Y'all got to go on my tangent there and that I'm not the guest. Okay, Kanita, you tell me, all right, over the past couple of years, you said it yourself. It's just been heavy. We've had COVID. We've had everything under the sun. It feels like hit us. And I remember I actually lost a business that I had built for a decade in 2019. It went away. And I remember at the end of 2019, I was like, well, 2020 has got to be better than this one. And 2020 said, hold my beer, right? Like it was, hold on. 
You um, ain't seen nothing yet. So tell me, like, what have you seen within our community over the last couple of years? And have you seen anything different or heavier over the last couple of weeks with everything that's happening? That's a that's a great question, Ashley. And then as I you know think about it, um, we're military and we know how to prepare. We know how to get ready for the battle. We know how even though things that we don't want to face like deployment, you know, we don't want to face it, we, but we know it's coming. So we prepare for it. And we know that our mind already goes into a stage of we're going to feel this way. This is going to happen. I have to start doing this. You know, we, our hearts start going that way. We start preparing the kids that way. That's just the way that we function as a military spouse and in a military community. But when something hits us like COVID-19 hit us, when something hit us like a quarantine to your house and life stopped, activities stopped outside, like church stopped, like all the things that we're used to going to and doing and keeping us busy, um, it all stopped. So to not be prepared and then to have to take on homeschool, to take on like all those things, um, it was difficult. I can say for me, um, like I said, I was a military spouse for 24 years. So I knew what change looked like. I knew what short deployments looked like. I knew what, you know, short term TDYs and things came up. Like I knew what they looked like, but for something like this to say that, okay, you're going to be quarantined. Okay. You're going to be in your house. Okay. All the events that you have prepared have now stopped, you know, as a life coach. And I, like I said, I was working for the Senator as well. So like all the activities shut down, like all the things that we were preparing for, um, stopped. And so as I began to talk to like our other military spouses, other just community members and things, it, it became heavier and heavier. Like the more I talked, they were just talking about like the things that they couldn't do and the things. So for me, um, I knew it took a toll and then things to continue to happen. Um, you know, and then in, in the midst of all the news that we got last week and the last two weeks with Afghanistan and all of that. So it was just like when we started getting like above water and started seeing some sunshine, it's like, okay, here comes this. Okay, here comes this. All right, here's another blow to this because now we're looking at New Jersey and we're looking at New York. We're looking at Louisiana and everybody's underwater. So it's just so many things and um, uncertainties right now. And so with the mental health side of things, that's what's, that's where my heart is and the concern that I have with our service members, with our spouses, with our children. You know, the fact that our children, um, unfortunately, you know, where I live, we were in Alaska and there was a lot of darkness and things. So we looked at, uh, we went through a lot of suicides that were happening. We went through um, not only our service members, but um, spouses were committing suicide. And then it got down to the children. So um, like I said, I have a background in legal. So I got to see a lot of ugly things firsthand. And so it's, it's real and it's going through the community and it is very heavy. You know, I try to look for other words, but it's like 
it's just heavy. You just feel it. You weigh, it weighs on you. And so I see in the community where we all need a team together right now. We're all going through something, right? Everybody has something, whether it be um, your child who's having a hard time adjusting going back to school, right? Because my son, not only did we now PCS to this other location, brand new, he's transitioning to go to middle school. And not only just middle school, he's now having been out of school for a year and a half because they stopped going to school in March of 2019, right? So then that whole year of 2020, they didn't go to school. And then now he's going not only to a new community, but the whole idea of going back to structured school, right? So it's a lot for the children. It's a lot for parents. It's a lot for the service member. Um, it's just a lot. So my whole thing right now is everybody just be kind to one another. You know, it's it's one of these things where we're all going through something um, big, small, just it, nothing's too small right now because <laughs> it seems like everything is big and everything is is weighty so um my thing is let us all like team together like never before come together because um where there's unity there's strength and so i think if we start unifying and really coming together in in a world where division seems like it's trying to really take control you know whether it be um from the race aspect or whether it be from are you are you vaccinated or not like or you know it's like the division is trying to to arise all around us and i just really believe we just need to step back take a deep breath and come together because we're all going through something you are so, you're so spot on. I took so many notes. You're not even ready. One of the, like two of the things that I want to hit on and just foot stomp is that nothing is too small because mm. when something happens, like has happened over the last couple of weeks, like I can't tell, we had something big happen in our life, big, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. as big as what was happening in Afghanistan. Mm. We had something big happened in our life, but I didn't. I didn't have to meet a plane with a, a flag draped right. casket, right? right. So I think right. a lot of times you can, it helps to look at what you're going through and think, oh my goodness, it could be worse. Sometimes it helps. But I think a lot of times from a mental health aspect, we sweep it under the rug because we're not meeting the flag draped casket. We think mm -hmm. that what we're going through is too small. So you saying that is so helpful to hear for our community. And don't you think, and I guess, let me just let you speak on this for a second, mm -hmm. talking to someone and just getting it out, putting it out in the air, like giving it legs, like what you're feeling. Don't you think that would help all of us right now to just have someone to talk to? Hey, Mill Housing Nation listeners. I'm Lindsay Litton, co-founder of the Mill Housing Network. Today, I'm briefly interrupting this episode to bring you credit monitoring and credit tips with IDIQ. IDIQ is an on a mission to educate and help military families protect their identity and monitor their credit. Today, I'm joined by Darren Rhoda with IDIQ, and he's going to be giving us three ways that we can protect ourselves from identity theft. Darren, welcome. We're excited to chat with you today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right, well, when it comes to monitoring your credit and your identity, 
what should a person know if their identity is stolen? Well, you know, first of all, e-commerce has really changed a lot about how we shop and and where our personal information goes. And the COVID pandemic really, it, it took it to another level where, where folks have just changed the way they do business, buying and selling, and retailers have done the same. So um, a lot of personal information over the past 12 to 18 months is out there that maybe wasn't in the past or to, to this volume. So uh, we're seeing a, an increase in uh, the theft of identities, bank account takeovers, social security being stolen and opening up new accounts in, uh, in your name and so forth. So uh, the best thing to do is really, you got to pay attention. You got to educate yourself. You want to pay attention to what's happening with your credit. You want to pay attention to your bank accounts. And we have a few tools that can help your folks do that. Awesome. So if something does happen and, and damage has occurred to your credit, what can they do? Um, you know, how can they repair that damage um, after a theft has happened? Sure, absolutely. And we've got a lot of experience with this. Um, the staff that handles the uh, remediation process has years of experience in the direct-to-consumer credit space, understands this world very well. So after a police report is filed, you call us up with the case number and we get to work and we basically usher you through the entire process. We contact the credit bureaus themselves to uh, turn over any any false accounts that might have turned up, any lates that aren't uh, really attributed to the consumer's account. We also have a um, million dollars in the coverage that's sponsored by AIG. So if there's financial damages as well, uh, if you have to take time off work to help, you know, to go to court to repair things, if you need daycare assistance, all those monies goes towards that in, in the uh, rectification and remediation to get you back where you were before the, the damage occurred. Wow, that's huge, Darren. Yeah. So obviously as military families, we're constantly on the move. We're in and out of different countries. So identity theft happens, right? Sure. Absolutely. Um, so what is the first step if somebody wanted to learn more about how to protect their identity that they can take um, just to kind of learn more about the services that you just talked about? Yeah, I think it's I think what I would suggest first and foremost before you know they dive into anything full bores. I would go to our website. Um, I would I would Google ID theft in in the military. I think just understanding how it happens, how devious and how creative these people are, will give them an understanding about where these thefts occur and how they're doing it. And then go to our website, and you can take a look at all the different coverages, everything we look at in real time to help protect you and notify you in the event there's something that's just not right or something that changes to your profile. It might be something you did but it might be something someone else did. Um, but I would, I think education is first and foremost. And if they go to idiq.com, there's a wealth of information there. We've got blog posts. We've got so much educational material. They don't even have to go sign up if they're not comfortable yet, but go educate, get educated on all that uh, we have to offer on the site. Awesome. Well, as a special gift, we've got a special discount for all of our Mill Housing Nation listeners. So if you're listening to this, you want to learn more about IDIQ, Take a look at our show notes because we have a very special link where you can get special incentives, incentives and pricing for some of the services that Darren just talked about. Darren, thank you so much for being on the show today. And I bring you back to Mill Housing Nation. Yes. I, you know what? Like I, I even tell everyone, like I have done so many virtually virtual coffees. It's been like ridiculous, like, but it's so good. You know, it's like that 
you know, we have been so disconnected, like in, in, in 2020. But then when you look at it, it's like, yes, we are disconnected, but it really, I found the time it brought us together too, because I can't remember the last time that my family actually came together um, because we all so busy. But during 2020, we actually had Zoom birthday parties and we had Zoom this a bingo night and like game night on Zoom. And because everybody was trying to think outside the box to come together. And I just think that like being able to talk about things and, and setting up, hey, Ashley, let's have a virtual coffee. Let's let's stop for 30 minutes when the kids go to school and let's sit and just talk. You know, it it goes a long, long, long way just to get it out and say that I'm struggling with this. I and I know that we're used to going out to events or used to going out things, but just thinking outside of the box, just to say, Hey, can we set up like a a chat girls chat on zoom? Like, can we do something? And I know everybody's getting so tired of zoom, but you know, zoom has been able to stretch us across the board where, you know, if I'm in Alaska, I'm able to talk to Ashley and then we're still able to stay connected. It's helped us think outside the box. So I think we need to kind of stand there for a little bit and have those conversations, just kind of say, girl, I'm struggling and just be honest. And like you said, not sweep it under the rug, not try to hide it. Not, I mean, because nine times out of 10, when you say that you're having an issue, that's going to lead a door open for someone else to say, oh my God, I didn't want to admit it, but I am too. Right. So I've, I've had that happen so many times, you know, just saying, guess what? I am not built for homeschool. Like, I, like, I, I know. And it gives like other people permission to say, oh my God, I've been wanting to say that. Like, you know, like, and, and it's so true because like I'm sitting here and like my son fired me every day, just so everybody knows, you know, I, I'm honest. I'll let you know he fired me every day, but that's okay. I wanted to fire him too. Like, I'm not the cafeteria lady in the everything, you know, like I wasn't built for that. But, um, I think just being honest and saying that I am struggling or this was hard or, you know, let's have this conversation because for, for me, my husband, he, he did um, deploy several times going to Afghanistan. So this did bring up a lot of memories and things like that. So, um, so to have those hear it all across the news and they start showing some of the old clips and things, you know, it, it really triggered some things. So just to have those conversations and get it out there on the table and talk about it, you're not the only one going through what you're going through. And you'll realize you're not so much alone when you start being honest. Yeah. I love it. We really were meant to be friends, Kanita. So there's <laughs> The other thing that you said earlier, before we get on to like some action stuff, the other thing that you said earlier is something that I have, it's been on my heart. My husband and I actually host marriage retreats. And, you know, when you say that, when you say it out loud, you think I'm odd, but at our marriage retreat, someone will say something and they'll think, oh, I'm the only one going through this. And you wouldn't believe 10 out of 11 say, oh man, me too. I just didn't want to say it. The other thing that you hit on is in the Bible, it speaks of unity. Like everything is about unity and it's about coming together and it's about being better together. And I love that our country is full of diversity in so many different ways. But 
But the Bible doesn't call us to be diverse. It calls us to be unified. And I Mm -hmm. think that that is what we are so blessed with in the military is it is a very diverse, diverse culture from every single aspect. But when you're shoulder to shoulder in a battle, it doesn't matter how diverse you are because you're unified. And I think that in what we're going through right now, if we can just come together and all the things that are similar and all the things that we love this country, you're not going to put your life on the line for a country you don't care about. When we come together and unify, that's what makes us so special. Like that's what makes our community so beautiful is that when I was, my husband was deployed in, when we lived in England, he was deployed and I had two babies that were sick and in the hospital in side by side hospital beds and no mm. one cared what no one cared where my accent was from. No one cared what I did for a living. No one cared what my skin color was. They just took care of me and my babies. And I think sometimes you got to go through really hard things to just push all the stuff that doesn't matter aside and realize how very unified we are and can be. So I love when you said unity earlier, I was like, oh, that's where my heart has been. We just need more of that. Yeah, we have to we have to get back to like I said, when when we come and we actually sit, Ashley, Kanita, you know, we sit in a space, the things that we are where if we begin to talk, we'll see that we're not so different. You know, there's so more. I mean, even in our our short conversation in the beginning, we were like, oh, my God, I was stationed there, too. I was there, too. You know, it's like the more you talk, the more you get a better understanding. And I just think that that is what we are lacking um, in our community and society, you know, across the board. It's like we are so afraid of the unknown sometimes, you know, and it's like, you know, um, like you said, in the Bible, it does talk about unity, but then it says, um, in all things, get an understanding, right? So, and I think that's the thing that we are lacking. When you look at all these situations that we are struggling with right now, as as a society, as a community, when we look at like race, when we look at vaccine, not vaccine, you know, all those things. When we look at all the different things and it's like, actually just get an understanding, sit at the table, have the hard conversations, right? Have the hard conversations, have the, um, you know, and get outside of your box, right? Get outside your space and then get an understanding from your neighbor, get an understanding from that that mom that you know you go to the schools and we kind of just walk past each other and I and I think when I think about COVID and things like that um of course it is an ugly thing and we don't want to face it but it has caused us to like talk more and ask questions more and um it's really kind of broadened our our reach in that way where we are like seeing we're all wearing these masks we don't want to but you know so like I'll have strangers just say to me like oh my god isn't it so hot like you know they're wearing masks so it's like those things that are showing us that we're not all so different after all you know and it's like our mind is being played tricks are being played on us that we just think we're so different and this is happening and that's happening but when we actually sit and think about it and talk and have a conversation come together we'll see that we're not that different. Yeah. And I have the blessing of COVID one, like you said earlier, is our family got so much time. 
But I've learned so much over the last year. And I think some people are not, maybe they don't want to learn. I'm not sure. But you mm-hmm. said, the more you talk, the more you, and I started filling in words of what you said. The more you talk, the more mm-hmm. you hear, the more mm-hmm. you learn, the more you love, the more you understand. And I think that is what's so beautiful about what you do for a living and in your life is you give people a place and a person to come and talk to. And if they can talk and they can learn and they can hear and they can understand, we're not so different. And my reality in my daily life, my reality is not as bad is what the news is portraying. So like Mm. that's a whole other podcast, but like my reality is not that bad. People love, people laugh. Things you never thought you'd say, oh, I love your mask. All of those (laughs) things, like a day. Like who would have thought? But I do think that sometimes we do, uh, not sometimes, a lot of times we need to turn off the news and look at our current reality and just know that it's not that bad. I love people and people love me. And if I can do that, this, ah, look at this segue into the next thing we're going to talk about. If I love people and people love me and I'm making a difference in my four walls and in my church and in my community, then we really are making a difference because we're many. And that's what you were telling me earlier. So what are some of those, what are some action steps? What are some things we can do? Because that's what you were saying earlier that you think make a difference. Yeah, because you know, what happens actually is that we do look at the news and we look at the big stage and we look at all the influencers and all the people that are out there that are um, saying, buy this, don't buy this, go here, do this, don't go here, you know, all of that. But really it starts at home. It starts at home. It starts in our own space. And, and it, it's about how can I make a difference? How can I can either look in the mirror and make a difference in my world? How can, and it, you know, it starts even when we look at our children and we're teaching them things and we're teaching them things to say, you know, we're teaching them actually things to do and be kind and all those things like that. So it really does start in our own space. So if you have any sphere of influence, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Coach K, I can't do this because, you know, you're this and you can get on stage and you can do this. But no, you can make your home your stage. You can make your local church your stage. You can make your bed your whatever your stage to be able to make a difference but now you know if you have a bigger stage then you have you know more influence and you can have a bigger voice but let's start at home let's start looking in the mirror saying how can I make a difference what can I do differently and a lot of times you know because I do work with um, a lot of um, young military moms and they don't work and they don't so they're not going out and being with a lot of people but guess what you're at home and you have your children and you could teach them be kind to one another you can say teach them about different things in the community they can help with and do and um so I had to learn that even as a as a mom you know teaching my son you know how to do different things because you know we have our kids they're a little spoiled sometimes and they get they get so much and kind of we kind of compensate for them having to move a lot do different stuff so we give them a little extra and do different things and But I had to see that in the midst of all this, I was helping him learn. I don't like them watching the news all the time, but I do want them to be familiar with what's going on, right? So um, making them aware of 
hey, that's not a good thing to say. That's not a good thing to do. Hey, that, that wasn't right. How do you feel about that? You know, because they are seeing and hearing different things that are happening around us. And of course, when they're not going to military school, right? When they're not going to schools, well, I, so they're hearing things like from their perspective from civilian sides. And so, you know, just kind of, just actually, you know, being true to who you are so that you can be able to help those around you is so important. So just taking those steps to see what you can do as an individual and then what you can do as a family, what you can do as a church community or whatever, you know, how big, you know, but start with little steps first. I always say one step in the right direction equals progress. So just taking one step, just one little baby step equals to a big stairway. I love it so much because we're telling people, so here's the thing, everybody's got influence, even if it's just in your own house. And I think in the days of influencers, it can seem like your influence is small. It's really not. If we all just, oh my goodness, I can't tell you how many times I've said over the last year, if everyone would just be kind all of this, all this would go away like kindness. Obviously, I guess kindness is not going to get rid of COVID, but it would get rid of a lot of the uncomfortable of COVID, like the vaccine and no vaccine and all that jazz. But kindness is not like it is. It is underrated, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that it's something we can teach so well. So Coach K and I would really like to just encourage everyone to Use your talents and gifts. Use your influence. Like nothing is too small, right? I saw something earlier today that was leading up to 9-11. It was like six days worth of good deeds. But they were they were small things. And you think, oh, that's not making a difference. But the first one was write a handwritten thank you letter. That's going to make such a difference to someone. The next one was buy the, buy the person behind you their coffee in line. That's going to make such a difference. And then we all you know, pay it forward, we can make a difference. So we're going to share that on the Mill Housing Nation page and the Mill Housing Network page and make sure that everybody can see that. Because if we can get a few thousand of us to go and thank a first responder this weekend, if we can get a few thousand of us to write a handwritten thank you note or to give a compliment to somebody about their mask, it's going to make the world a better place. And I've always looked at it like this. It's that the good Lord packs our backpacks with special tools just for your journey. You know, like if Kanita, if we were to trade backpacks, your my backpack is not going to do you any good because he gave me talents and he gave me gifts and he gave me tools particular and special for my journey up that mountain, right? Mm -hmm. And if we all just dig into our backpack and figure out what it is that he gave us, more of that he didn't give somebody else more of and we start using it we're going to make a difference like yeah. even if it's just a difference in your life and my life my life's already been blessed by talking to you today so i really appreciate your time you have no idea the the effect that your 30 minutes of time is going to have on our community today but thank you so much Oh, this has been absolutely my pleasure. I mean, I enjoyed our time together, but just, um, you know, just remembering that just to just, you know, start small. Don't ever say that, you know, what you're doing is not affecting someone else because 
you know, I was just thinking, actually, this last week, you know, I was sending messages out just on the messenger to say, hey, guys, I'm praying for you, loving you, thinking about you. And, you know, something that's when I got so many responses that were saying, oh, my God, this made my morning. My morning was this and this. And I'm just like, oh, wow. You know, and it, I didn't even realize it just came to my heart to do. And I did it. And I didn't realize the impact it was going to make. I got messages throughout the day that that just turned their morning up around. And so you just never know just what a kind word, a kind post, just to say, be kind, wear a smile, just something, you know, this, um, it'll change people's world. And you just don't even understand the impact that you can have by just starting with you. Start with you. I'm going to do that. That's exactly what I'm going to do. When we get off here, there are people that the good Lord's dropped into my head and on my heart. And they, he always does that for a reason. How amazing is that? That it's always for a reason. You get those messages back and you're like, oh my goodness, I was having the worst day. You must have known. I didn't, but somebody else did. So as soon as we get off here, I am going to, I'm going to take your words and your action steps and do that. And just know that you in turn, by just telling me that you've made someone else's day. So hopefully we'll get some people that are paying it forward in a, in small ways and big ways. Yeah. We can make a difference. Thank you so much, Kanita. It has been such a blessing to be able to chat with you today. I appreciate you meeting me in my truck because <laughs> that's something that we never went over earlier is sometimes we as moms, spouses, military spouses, just human beings in this world, you get called to your kid's co-op and you're in the truck when you need to record a Zoom. But thank you so much for being here. It has been such a pleasure. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, Kanita, how can they do that? Do you have a website? Do you have an email address? How do they do I do, absolutely. So you can reach me easy, www.kanitawilliams.com, K-E-N-N-I-T-A, williams.com. Or you can reach out to me on Facebook. It's just Kanita Williams. And also I have Model for the King. So I go live. I go live on Monday and Wednesday nights and just giving words of encouragement, inspiration on Mondays and Wednesday on Model for the King. That is perfect. All right. We appreciate all of you tuning in today. Make sure that if you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast that you do so and absolutely make sure that you link up with Kanita. Um, Having more of her in your life can only be a good thing. So thank you so much again. And thank you so much to all the listeners. We will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Millhousing Nation podcast. To connect with Millhousing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.